When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. We thank you for calling in tonight. It's Thursday, the 14th of January, 2001. And it's the 14th day of the brand new year. We are so elated you could be here with us tonight. Yes, it is Thursday night, our weekly food for the soul Bible study session. So, yay, you joined in tonight with us, and we thank you for that. Oh, wow. It is so amazing that you're here. Yet again, another Thursday night we're related to be back. And we're glad you could be here with us. We want to first give honor to God, who is the head of our lives. He is the one that makes everything possible. So first and foremost, let's give him all the praise, all the glory. Everything is given to him first and foremost. Then we are so elated that Blog Talk Radio has platform 
that is a platform that Christian people, that faith people, that religious people can come on, express themselves, listen to others that are just as passionate about Christ as they themselves are as well. So tonight for our Thursday Night Bible Study inspirational theme, tonight I'm going to ask a question and explain what the question means. So what did Jesus mean when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? That comes from John, St. John 14 and 6. What did he mean when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? What did he mean? Well, let's get into that real quick. An answer could be, and this is my answer, I am the way and the truth and the life. This is one of the seven I am statements of Jesus. On the last night before his betrayal and death, Jesus was preparing his disciples for the days ahead. For over three years, these men have been following Jesus. As you all know, when they, when Jesus came upon his, apostles, his, his disciples, he told them to drop everything and follow him. So for three years, these men have been following Jesus and learning from his teachings and examples as to how their life should be led. Now, they had placed their hopes in him as the Messiah, the promised deliverer, yet they still did not understand how he was going to accomplish that deliverance. After the Last Supper, Jesus began speaking about his departure, which led to questions from his disciples. Also now, in John 13 and 33, Jesus says, My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I have told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. This prompted Peter to ask where he was going, verses 36. This is still St. John, the 13th. Chapter, verses 36, Peter and the others did not understand that Jesus was speaking of his death and ascension to heaven. Jesus' response was, where I'm going, you cannot follow, but you will follow later. That means when God says, I'll go away to prepare a place for you. Where I am there, you may be also. That's just saying that when he went into his ascension into glory, he went to prepare a place for us. You see, back in Jesus' day, when he was 33 years of age, he walked into his purpose. He walked into his destination. That's what he did. His purpose was to die for a wretched people like us, for a disobedient world like us. His purpose, that he walked into that divine purpose, was to give us a second opportunity to get it right and have a right to go with him later, to the place he has prepared for us, that where he is, we may there be also. That is what he did. He prepared a place for us that we will have a chance to walk around heaven all day, sing his praises and just fellowship and worship with him and be caught up in his arms. He gave us that second opportunity with his only begotten son that he sent down here to die on the cross for us a man that never made a mistake, a man that didn't have a spot, blemish, or wrinkle on him or his name, the only person in the entire universe that has never made a mistake, that has never had a spot, a blemish, or a wrinkle, a disdain to his name. He never made an umption or gumption that was inadequate to what his purpose was here on the earth. He was here in a moment's time, and when his, when his purpose was over, the Lord took him back, took his own self back so he could go in and in ascend to heaven and say, well done, now I want the same opportunity for my beloved people. And, yes, we have that opportunity. First, we have to repent of all of our sins wholeheartedly. Don't just say, I repent just because Tasha's telling you or because you go to a church and they're asking you when I open the doors of the church, do you want to give your life back to Christ? No, think about it. Why are you giving your life to Christ? Why are you walking in your purpose? Why are you walking through that destination? Like why? You got to know why. You, you got to understand why. You got to build a relationship with God. You know, God's on Facebook. Are you going to accept his friend request? He's on Twitter. Are you going to follow him? He's on YouTube. Are you going to subscribe to him? Like, those are things that you have to think about. You have to literally think about it. And when you're thinking about it, you got to know the why are you giving your life back to God. And don't just say, because I'm saying, but let me tell you, when you think about all the good he's done for you, it makes sense. It literally makes sense. But you got to think about that for yourself. you got to know why you're giving your life back to Christ. 
what makes sense. And then after you give your life back to Christ wholeheartedly, repenting of your sins for real, for real, where where you're not making a joke or doing it because somebody just told you to do it, the next step to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's, That's the way you get baptized. The real way to get baptized is in the name of Jesus Christ. Once you get baptized in his name, the third and final thing, you have to seek for a gift. He left us a comforter. It's a gift called the Holy Ghost. This is where when you get it, there's going to be a renewing of life all over your body. You're also going to speak in an unknown language that unless somebody else has been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, a normal person may not understand it. But somebody that's saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, they're going to understand the word that you are eligible to speak, that God is pouring out of your mouth. They're going to understand all those words that you are speaking. And then once you have met those three requirements and you continue to lean and depend on Jesus, when the Lord comes back for his ready church, you're going to be caught up with that. You're going to be caught up in the air to meet him, just like everyone else in the church that has went through the same requirements you did, all going to be caught up in the air to meet Jesus when he does come back for his ready church. Not a church that's trying to get ready, not a church that's going to give me five. Like like the five foolish and the five wise. The five wise were ready for the bridegroom. The five fools weren't ready. Are you ready, though? Can you handle this? Can you handle where God is taking you in your life? Are you ready to walk into your purpose? If you are, let's do it. 2021, walk in your purpose. I thank you guys for listening to my inspiration about what did Jesus mean when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life that came out of the King James Version St. John chapter 14 and 6. I also then went a little bit into St. John chapter 13, verses 33, and then verse 36 as well. So I thank you for letting me every week come on with inspiration. I hope something can inspire you because me speaking with you guys, it gives me a greater inspiration to know that I can talk to you about what I'm researching, what I'm learning, and it also lets me know that God is giving me something positive to say as I'm walking in my purpose for 2021. I'll see where the Lord leads me, and you should do the same. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in, and he'll teach with you now. God bless you guys, and thank you. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Dr. Moore tonight, amen, coming to you to bring you food for thought. Thank the Lord, amen, for Sister Tasha tonight, amen, giving you words of inspiration tonight, amen, how the Lord is blessing her and how she's developing in Christ Jesus. I thank God for my granddaughter, amen, that sticks right by my side, amen, for the last 10 years of better on radio. I'm so grateful tonight, amen. And we ask you, amen, is to continue to pray for us, amen, that we will so ever be able to stand before you and tell the truth and nothing but the truth. Food for thought tonight. Again, amen, we are so grateful for the doors are being opened to us in an hour such as this. We're going to call your attention tonight, amen, to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, 27 through 30. And it reads as this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And to do it, and have dominion over the fishes of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herd bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, and which is 
the fruit of a tree yield seeds to you. It shall be meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herd for me, and it was so. Psalms 8, 3 and 9 says, When I consider the heavens, the work of thy finger, the moon, and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visit him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. And hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou makest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxes, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air, and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. The Lord is speaking to humanity from the book of Genesis. And God is letting us know, amen, that God has created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God made man in his own image and his likeness. He gave him a mind. He gave him a soul. He gave him wisdom. God gave him knowledge. And gave him the character of himself. And put him down here on earth. To have, to take dominion over the earth. Earth was made for mankind. Dominion over the earth. Dominion over spirits. Dominion lost. God put mankind here to have dominion and authority over everything here that was on earth. The uh, the scripture firmly declare that God has ultimately authority and dominion over all his creation. Now, God, amen, gave man one of the greatest responsibilities that there was is to have dominion or to rule over everything on this earth. That is a great responsibility. For to him and through him, And to him are all things. Romans 11, chapter, verse 36. For thou hast created all things. Talking about the Lord himself. And for thy pleasure, they 
are and were created. All things were created for God's pleasure. Revelation 4 and 11. He stretched out the north over the empty place. There was nothing when God stretched it out. And he hung the earth up on nothing. Job 26 and 7. God just hung the earth on nothing. I have made the earth. He said, I made the earth. The man and the beast upon the ground by my great power and by my outstretched arm. God said, I made this. I made the man and I made the beast by his great power. And have given it unto him unto whom it seemed me unto me. Jeremiah twenty seven and five. I have made the earth and I created man upon it. God letting us know, Amen, what he thought about man. I made the earth, and I created man upon it. I even, my hands, have stretched out the heaven, and all their hosts have I commanded. I have risen him up in righteousness, and I will direct all of his ways, Isaiah 45, 12, and 13. God is concerned about mankind. Humanity. There is nothing out of all of God's creation is like man. And God gave him dominion. Or rulership over the earth. Although God is the creator, and he's the master of all things, he placed the care and dominion of the earth into the hands of mankind. Look how great God is. He created everything, made everything, and made man, and gave dominion, gave man Dominion, authority, and power over the things that he created. It covers how mankind initially failed in that responsibility, but how we can regain it through Jesus Christ. God gave man the ability to do everything, but man just didn't live up to what God required him to do. The earth, it was made for mankind. Mankind is the summit of apex of all God's creation. There is nobody or nothing like man in God's sight. God simply just spoke all other creation into being. God is so powerful and mighty. He just said, let there be. And it was. Ever what a man was to be come forward, it just came to be forward. But God Especially made man. But Adam was special because God initially made him. God made man. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. God made man 
and form him out of his creation that he made and brought mankind, that is, he brought a body to put a soul, put an intellect, and to put his character in that body, which was the image of God. He made man from the dust of the earth. And the Lord God formed man out of dust of the ground, Genesis 2 and 7. God created mankind in his image and his likeness. When we speak of God creating mankind in his image and his likeness, we don't talk about the physically ability. We don't mean the physical ability of humanity. Even Jesus did come in the likeness of a man. But we talk a man about God nature. This likeness entails similarity in his personality and his character. It includes an eternal soul. That is the image, amen, that we are talking about when we are created in the image of God. We are talking about that emily part that he put within us, the soul. Mankind possesses the relative and moral nature of God. He can think. Nobody is like mankind. Although God initially created mankind as sinless and without any impulse of inclination to sin. When God created Adam, Adam was sinless, and he did not think of no way at all he thought about sin. He was a sinless man when God created him. He did give him the ability. He gave him the ability to choose and to make decisions. That was the only creature that God made that he gave the ability to choose and to make decisions. How great, how awesome that is out of everything that God made, there was nothing like humanity. While many of God's creatures are strong and have sense that human, the only Humanity has the ability to think. The ego can see further and better than humanity. But it can't think like humans. And a dog can smell and hear better. But he can't think like human. But God chose mankind to be his best friend. When God made man, God was looking for somebody that he could have a relationship with. Like a best friend, 
God desired companionship. Now that is to say whether God was lonely or not, I don't know, but God desired some companionship which demanded that mankind would have the ability to choose whether or not he would love God and have a relationship with him. That was totally left up to mankind. Whether he would or she would love God and have a relationship with him, that is what God left for man to distinguish and himself. Will I love my creator? Can I have or will I have a relationship with him? Or will I just ignore him? Now remember God gave man dominion over the earth. God the one gave man dominion over the earth. God didn't give man the earth, but he gave him dominion. God's initially planned for creation under the authority and dominion of mankind. God wanted to see whether man was like him. Could he rule things? Could he be like God? Could he think? and put things in order like God could. Psalm 8, 3, and 6 said, When I considered the heavens, it was the work of our finger. That's just the work of God's finger. Look how great God is. The moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man? Now look, look at the, the star, look at the element, look at the moon, look at the star, look at the sun, and then think about how glorious that is. And God is looking down at a different treasure, and that is man. What is man? What is man that thou art mindful of him? Why do you care so much about man? Does man care the same about you? In the beginning, before Adam sinned, yes, Adam cared when he was sinless. And the son of man, that thou visit him, why did you visit him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the work of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Psalm 8, 3 and and six. The summers was awesome when he considered the order and the ministry of God's handwork. He simply marveled that God had entrusted mankind with dominion over the earth. Look what God did. He done he done entrusted mankind with the dominion over the earth. The whole earth, mankind had dominion over it. And all living things, everything that lives, God gave mankind dominion over the whole earth. The author of the book of Hebrew, he quoted the psalmist, and then he added, Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all things in subjection under him, 
He left nothing that is not put unto him. Hebrews 2 and 8. James 3 and 7. For every kind of beast and birds and serpents and a thing that is in the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. No matter what creepers up on the face of the earth, they have to come in contact with mankind. Man has tamed. James 3 and 7. God places the care of his great and beautiful creation in the hands of mankind to dress it and to keep it. Genesis 2 and 15. God made this beautiful earth and told man is to dress it, make it more beautiful. While this was a high honor, look at the honor that God bestowed upon man. With it also came a tremendous, tremendously responsibility. God gave him dominion over the earth, but God, amen, let him know that it is a responsibility that I'm allowing you to be in charge of. And I done gave you the wisdom. I done gave you the knowledge. I done gave you the understanding how to deal with everything upon earth. You have a great responsibility since God placed human beings as a steward of his creation. Christians should certainly be the strongest upon the face of the earth when it comes down to being a steward upon the earth. Christians should be stepping up first. But we see it don't quite play out this way. However, we should remember that we are not the owner of creation. This is what, amen, mankind sometimes fail because God gave him dominion over the earth. He has somewhat, amen, placed himself as the owner of the earth. We should remember that we are not the owner of creation. We are only the manager or steward. We are here to keep up what God gave the earth. What an awesome role with which God has entrusted us. We the caregiver of his entire creation. That's what mankind was put here on earth for as a caregiver to take care of what God gave. We don't own it. The earth is the Lord and the fullness there thereof. It belongs to the Lord. God owned the earth and everything in it. We here must Discuss about the protection of the environment. With people thinking, we may have different opinions about the method, but we should recognize our responsibility to take care of God's garden. This was God's garden, and, 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 and we ought to, amen, take enough initiative to take care of the garden that God put us in. It is a man, it is a sacred trust. Some have said mankind is the only creature who dared his own nest. But not, but no one should 
even be able to make such a statement regarding Christians. We should never be guilty of knowing or defacing his landscape or destroying any of his creation. Stewardship entitled a wise man. God wants to use wise men and wise women is to help protect his world. God commanded Israel to let the land rest, to go every seven years, let the land rest. It didn't didn't produce it enough on the earth. Seven years, let it rest. Even today, farmers, they recognize this to be a wise practice. In order for the mineral and water to continue to be replenished and for some Weeds to die. God has given the plant and animals unto our hands for food and for our ongoing use. See Genesis 9, 1 and 3. God said, let the earth rest a while. It's a producer. But we see a man... Down through the time, man dishonored what God has said. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and the fear of you and there of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every pile of air, upon all that moves, upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea. Unto your hands are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herds have I given you all things. God said, I put all things down here to take care of mankind. All kind of meat, all kind of herd. Genesis 9, 1 and 3. God gave man dominion over earth. God gave, God given of dominion to mankind is a gift, not a right, but it is a gift. Therefore, believers should be careful to exercise the best possible measure of stewardship over the earth. This is a gift that God gave, not a right. It don't belong to you. Dominion over spirit. Before the fall, It was God's plan that mankind had dominion not only in the physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm. God placed the two trees in the garden of Eden. He gave mankind a choice. Man got a choice right here today. God never took that choice away from mankind. He gave him a choice. One tree symbolized eternal life, and the other tree symbolized carnal knowledge of good and evil. One tree, amen, was to live forever, and the other tree, amen, was knowledge of good and evil. If they ate, of the second tree, they would die. 
As long as Adam and Eve chose life, they had commonly communion with God. When you choose life, you got communion with God. God told him, every tree that is in the garden, you can eat of. But the tree of good and evil, you can't eat of that tree. Men always have had a a curiosity mind. He just didn't want to be good. All man knew at this point was good. He didn't know what evil was. God told him the day that you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. That's when Satan come and presented his hypocrisy lies to man and says, you shall not surely die trying to change the word of God. And Satan is still trying to change the word of God today. He should have communion with God and dominion over the forces of evil. However, when they chose to disobey God, commandment, and partakers of the forbidden fruit, the force of evil captured and dominated their lives. When they decided to disobey God, the force of evil came upon them and changed their lives. Uh, ever since Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection, Mankind, again, has the ability to choose the road he will follow. The Lord, amen, have left that choice open to every man, boy, and girl. You got a choice to follow Jesus, or you got a choice is to follow the devil. With the help of the Holy Spirit, God people can claim dominion over the forces of evil. That is the only way that we can claim the help of uh, 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 the uh, the help over evil is through the Holy Spirit. That is to say through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost helps us to overcome evil. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, how are you going to overcome evil? Even of the force, God people can claim dominion over the forces of evil in the spiritual world. When Jesus was on earth, there was a constantly spiritual battle occurring in his ministry. Evil spirit constantly confronted Jesus. And he often cast them out. Satan does not give up easily. And it have not changed today. The devil don't give up easily. Every time you may attempt to do good, Paul says, evil is present on every hand. To the seven disciples, Jesus gave the authority over physical illness and demonic spirits. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20, as born-again believers, we also have dominion over all spirits through the name of Jesus Christ. We can fight all kind of demonic spirits through the name of Jesus Christ because that is where the power lies at is in the name of Jesus. Furthermore, we can 
anoint with oil and pray in the name of Jesus Christ over those who are sick. It is in the name of Jesus Christ. That's where our power is at. That's where our deliverance is at, is in his name. And God will raise him up. James 5, 14 and 15. Believe the scripture. Believe the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will not pass. Believe the word of God. Believers have dominion over sin through his name. They have dominion over sin through his name. There are people tell you, you can't live sinless. But the amen is saying believers have dominion over sin through his name. You don't have to sin. When you put on Jesus and you put the whole road on, you don't have to sin. You don't have to sin. Paul wrote to the Roman church, sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin should not rule a believer. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. For what the law could not do in that it was weak, the law couldn't save nobody. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemning sin in the flesh. You don't have to sin. We are under grace. And if you are under grace, you will not be fulfilling the law. God then brought you out from under that. Romans 6 and 14 and Romans 44 and 5. Through these will we push down our enemies. Through thy name will we tread them under the rising of against us, Psalm 44 and 5. Use the name of Jesus. That's where your deliverance is at. Jesus, amen, when he walked in on earth, amen, he said, Satan, get behind me. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thou God. Since Christ crucified at Calvary, and the outpouring of his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, we can claim dominion over all spiritually, all spiritually principalities and power. Romans 8, 37 and 39, we can claim, amen, dominion over all spiritually principalities and their power. Dominion. God gave the mankind, but dominion was lost. When mankind yielded to temptation in the Garden of Eden, sin stripped him of all dominion. God gave him dominion, but he lost it. When he yielded to sin and he chose sin rather than obey God, God stripped him. Of all dominion. Adam and Eve did gain knowledge, but they lost their state of innocence. They gained knowledge of what good was, and they gained knowledge of what evil was, but they lost their state of innocence. They weren't innocent anymore. They had defiled that holy state of being innocent. God's purpose for mankind was that he should be sovereign under God in the realm of nature. However, mankind never realized his purpose due to sin. My granddaughter always saying, amen, walk in your purpose. 
But mankind did not realize his purpose due to sin. In fact, he is not, he is now in substitute to his sin and to his lust. He in substitute, servitude. He serves sin now, and he served lust. Hebrews 2 and 8, instead of him serving the righteousness and holiness of God, he served sin and lust. One bit of sovereign was given and then lost. In the case of King Nebuchadnezzar, God told Jeremiah that he would give Nebuchadnezzar dominion over all lands and beasts of the field. Jeremiah 27, verse 6 and 7. And he promised that all nations, along with their kings, will serve him. After God raised him, he warned him in a dream to say to stay humble and to acknowledge God as the sovereign of his power. He warned Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar and gave you this. And you you have dominion over it, but I want you to stay humble. Even after the dream, Daniel one, however, Nebuchadnezzar became lifted up with pride. He spoke aloud as he walked it in the palace. Is not this great Babylon? that I have built for the house of the kingdom by my might of my power and for my honor for my majesty Daniel 4 and 30 while the words were still in his mouth a voice from heaven pronounced the judgment thou kingdom is departed from thee Daniel Four and thirty-one. Don't get up in pride. You can lose your dominion with the help of the Holy Spirit. God, peoples can claim dominion over the forces of evil in the spiritual world. You got to have some help. That is in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, amen. That's why, amen, in this dispensation, in the church dispensation, all born-again believers must have the Holy Ghost. This is Dr. Moore tonight saying, God bless you. God gave us dominion, but man lost dominion. God bless you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening in tonight. We truly, truly appreciate you all. We say God bless you. Godspeed. Tune in on Sunday. We'll be back. Thank you very much. And if you don't catch us Sunday, don't hesitate to tune back in next Wednesday for prayer and also next Thursday again for Bible study. Also, PSA, please don't forget to keep the Great Armies prayer band in your prayers. They are yet still going forward on the 21 day. Daniel Fast. And just as some knowledge base, they only have you guys, well, nine more. Like, they have, a, technically, they have 10 more days left. Um, they've been going 11 days strong. So let us keep Elder Harper and everybody else in the Great Honors is Prayer Band. Let's keep them under prayer that they will continue on for the next 10 days. They've been going strong, y'all. So remember them in your prayers as you're praying. Just shout out Great Our Nation's prayer band. That will cover all the members in the prayer band as they're praying for any and everything above and under the sun. God bless you guys, and we shall be back next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Good night.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.